All right, Genesis. We're going to be in Genesis 24. Look at here. God desires for all believers to worship him sincerely. Um, this type of worship to God should be expressed both privately and publicly by children of God. Every Christian uh, should strive to reach a point where they worship God openly, boldly, and unashamedly. This lesson is designed to examine one episode in the life of Abraham's servant, Eliezer, Eliezer, and point out that true worshipers are not afraid. Now, this time, see, I was going to mess with the little clicker, but it ain't up here. But I'm cool. Y'all got it. Hallelujah. I wasn't going to bother y'all this morning, but I don't see it. I need you to look at the breakdown of Genesis. Genesis 24, 1 through 9 talks about the servant's instructions. And we're going to go through this. So I'm breaking down the chapter. Uh, Genesis 24, 10 through 14 talks about the servant's intercession, right? And 15 through 67 talks about the servant's interaction. Now, and we're going to do most of the chapter, and I'm going to go ahead, so that's going to be part of the sermon. So don't think you're going to be here forever. Most of our churches ain't in the Super Bowl no way, so it don't even matter if I be long or not. Amen? Amen. I'm going to read uh, verses. Um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read verses 1 through 27. I'm in the NIV version. In Genesis 24, it says, Abraham was now very old, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. He said to the senior servant in his household, the one in charge of all he had, put your hand under my thigh. I want to swear by, I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, all right? among whom I am living, but will go to my country, my own relatives, and get a wife for my son Isaac. The servant asked him, what if the woman is unwilling to come back with me to the land? Shall I then take your son back to the country you came from? Make sure you do not take my son back there. I done told you one time. No, I ain't say that. Abraham said, the Lord, the God of heaven, who brought me out of my father's household and my native land and who spoke to me and promised me an oath saying to your offspring, I will give this land. He will send his angel before you so that you can get a wife for my son there. If the woman is unwilling to come back with you, then you will be released from this oath of mine. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under his, um, under his thigh of his master Abraham and swore an oath to him concerning this matter. Then the servant left, taking with him ten of his master's camels loaded with all kinds of good things from his master. He set out for, um, for Aram, Narahim, and made his way to the town of Nahor. He had the camels kneel down near the well outside the town. It was toward evening, the time the women go out to draw water. So he, he got some sense. He still, do you understand when you pray, you still got to do something? You do know that, right? He still do that. He went out there when the women come outside. He didn't go out there when dudes out there, right? He, he knew strategically where he needed to go. Then he prayed. Lord God, my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I'm standing beside this spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be 
that when I say a young woman, please let down your jar that I may have a drink. And she says, drink, and I'll water your camels too. Look here now. He's setting it out. You see how he's praying? He's specifically telling God how he needed to play out so he can know he hear God. Have you ever asked God to do something so you can hear him correctly? Nothing wrong with that. Just continue to do what you're doing. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. By this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Before he finished praying, Rebecca came out with her jaw on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, and was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. The woman was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had ever slept with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said, Please give me a little water from the jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands uh, and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too until they have enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well to draw more water, and drew enough for his camels. Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord made his journey successful. Successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring weighing a becca and two gold bracelets weighing ten shekels. Then he said, whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She answered him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah. Um, bore, of, uh, bore to Nahor, and she added, we have plenty of straw and fodder as well as room for you to spend the night. Then the man bowed down and worshiped the Lord, saying, praise be to the Lord that God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master, as for me, the Lord has led me on the journey to to the house of my master's relatives. So he is crumped right now. See, true worshipers can't be afraid to discharge their worship. Come on, somebody. You got to be ready to worship. When he found out that I believe that this is the woman, he went ahead and he worshiped God. He worshiped them. And you can go ahead and go to the answer. It's, it's, I'm on the answer. He, 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 he worshiped God. He discharged the worship. All right? This charge that worship, you got to be able to say, look here, if somebody breaking your house, you can't be this scared. You, you got the gun, and they broke in your house. I ain't trying to say kill nobody, but shoot. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? You, you can't be scared to do it. You have to discharge your worship. That is your weapon. When you learn how to worship God, even when you're going through craziness, that is your weapon. You will confuse the enemy every single time that you shout hallelujah, even though you're going through something that doesn't make any sense. Even when the devil comes at you like a flood, you got to worship him in spirit and in truth. Because truly, when you worship God, you make sure that you understand that there's nothing bigger than God in this world. 
world. When you worship him, it really comes from the word worship. That means he's worthy to be worshipped. He's worthy to be praised. Even if you don't get what you want, it's because he knew that it was going to mess your life up so he withheld you. Have you ever wanted to talk to somebody your whole life? And you laughing there, you went to Piggly Wiggly, you went to Food Lion, you went to Whole Foods, and you saw them and was like, Lord, thank God you told me no. I thought that's what, what I wanted, but it's a few years later. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You can't be afraid. He just worshiped. He didn't care who was looking at him. He worshiped right there where he was. He didn't, he won that church. He won, he was in public and said, Lord, I, see, I'm not saying go worship out loud at your job or whatever, but every now and then you shouldn't be able to control it sometimes, no matter where you are. Or you better talk to somebody. When I tried to be healthy, I started going to Whole Foods. I remember when I was young, I could barely get groceries in the house, and I sometimes I just shout because I can afford this expensive stuff. Sometimes I just shout. People say, how much milk costs? I don't even know. And sometimes I just want to shout because I don't know because God has blessed me beyond what I come on somebody. I remember when I didn't have enough money. See, back in the day, see, now, now they got the credit card where they charge you $100 when you put it in there, $175 and hold it. But back in the day, they didn't do that. They only held a dollar. So if I, only, if I knew I had a limit of $500 and I had $499 credit and, and I had only $1, if I knew I could go to the gas station and overcharge because I knew God was going to make a way out of no way. But now I don't care what they take off it because I know God has blessed me and every now and then I got a shout just to tell you where I came from. And some of y'all old school with gray hair and wigs that make you look like you young. Y'all gotta remember when you was on the back of the bus you better understand this black history month right now. You was hanging from trees like strange fruit. Every now and then you ought to just shout and say my God I remember when I had the same pants on every day. Went to church with the same pants. Went to school with the same pants. Played in the playground with the same pen. Now I was late to church trying to figure out what shoes go with what church. My God has brought me a mighty, mighty long way every now and then. I just got to shout and say thank you. Oh, every now and then I got just out of thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Y'all better learn how to just praise God. If you can't praise him in here, I know you ain't praising him at home. If you, if you can't shout for no reason in church, then I know you can't shout at your job. If you can't get up and stomp your feet in the midst of worship at the church, I know you ain't ready to praise my God when you going through hell. Oh, somebody, you in a controlled environment, yet you still worried about your neighbor. You in the place where you supposed to shout for God, yet you don't want to embarrass yourself. You better learn how to discharge your worship. Ooh. You, 
Worship is a universal sound. If you break in my house, you might hear, you already know what it is. That's a universal sound. It's somebody cocking a shotgun ready to blow you to heaven or hell or wherever you're going to go. Come on, somebody. But when you cock your worship and you lift up your hands, it's a universal sound to the devil to let him know I'm about to come for you, devil, because when I go in my father's presence oh I'm going to shoot you devil I'm going to shoot you with my worship I'm going to shoot you with my praise I'm going to shoot you every time you step in my house I'm just going to shout Jesus hey I ain't scared to shoot you devil you breaking my house again, devil. You, 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 you breaking my life again. You, you breaking my marriage again. You, you breaking my child's life again. You, you breaking my mental health again. I'm a, I'm a hallelujah Jesus. I'm just going to shout and say thank you, God, because no weapon formed against me, hey, shall prosper. He who began a good work in me, he shall finish it. Ooh, you can't be scared to shout. Let that devil know you're going to win. You just got to wait to the end of the movie. I know I'm going to win. Ooh, you might have me tied up like 007, but I ain't going to die. You better not let me get a hand free. Because if I can just get one up in the air. If I can just get one up in the air. Oh, you better muzzle me because if I can just shout. If I can just say Jesus. Hey. Let me sit myself down. I put it. Put it. Discharge. Don't be scared to discharge your weapon. It's a universal sound to the devil. Ooh, he can't handle it. I shouldn't have put a t-shirt up under here. I still hot. Jesus. Help me, Lord. Ooh. We, we going to number two, but I'm going to read a lot of verses again that I ain't seen to y'all because I ain't want to have it all cluttered. I'm going to read Genesis 24, um, 33 through 48. That's what I'm going to be reading this time. Uh, but look. Then food was set up before him. But he said, I will not eat until I have told you what I have to say. Ooh. Now, now that's bold. You, you stopping my food. You, 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 you a guest. I don't even know who you are yet. You the servant. He said, look here, we ain't going to eat till I testify. Lord, have mercy. He, they said, then tell us. Laban said, y'all remember Laban, right? Laban, Laban, uh, Laban to go get Jacob later on. Maybe he was mad at this guy. So he said, I'm Abraham's servant. The Lord has 
blessed my master abundantly, and he has become wealthy. He has given him sheep and cattle, silver and gold, male and female servants and camels and donkeys. My master's wife, Sarah, has borne him a son in her old age, and he has given him everything he owns. And my master made me sweat and oath and said, you must not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I live, but go to my father's family and to my own clan and get a wife for my son. Then I asked my master, what if the woman would not come back with me? He replied, the Lord before whom I have walked faithfully will send this angel and with you and make your journey a success so that you can get a wife for my son from my own clan and from my father's family. You will be released from my oath if when you go to the clan they refuse to give her to you, <clears throat> then you will be released from my oath. When I came to the spring today, I said, Lord God of my master Abraham, if you will, please grant success to the journey on which I have come. See, I am standing beside this spring. If a young woman comes out here to draw water and I say to her, please let me drink a little water from your jar and if she says to me drink and I'll draw water for your camels too let her be the one the Lord has chosen for my master's son before I finished praying in my heart Rebecca came out with her jaw on her shoulder just like I prayed about she went down to the spring and drew water and I said to her please give me a drink she quickly lowered her jaw from the shoulder and said her shoulder and said drink and I'll water your camels too so she drank and she watered the camels also I asked her whose daughter are you she said the daughter of Bethuel son of Nahor uh, the boy whom Milka bore to him. Then I put the ring in her nose and the bracelet on her arms, and I bowed down and worshiped the Lord. I praised the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me all the right road to get the granddaughter of my master's brother for his son. Come on, somebody. You can't be scared to discuss your worship. You got to tell people about the goodness of God and how God has blessed you and brought you a mighty, mighty long way. You got to talk it out. You got to let them know what's up. It was funny. I, I told this story before. Y'all who heard it, just act like you didn't hear it. Act like a new pastor. No, seriously. But, but, but I, I was a, a assistant principal at Dunwoody. And every time they asked me to solve something, I, I'd always pray. Because I know God ain't going to look bad. So if I put God in it, what? I'm going to win it. That's what you got to understand. Paul didn't say boast. He said, if you boast, boast in the Lord. Because I already know I can't lose when I use Jesus. I, I can't. You can't beat me. It might look like you're winning, but you're going to lose because Jesus is on my side. Uh, and so anyway, I had done with it. I prayed, and they, it was this young man. They, 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 everybody, see, the funny thing about it is when you serve God, they'll want to do everything you do. See, nobody wanted to do discipline, but because I did discipline and I always prayed to God and it went so well, God would always bless it. Now, I was around some people who didn't really believe in God. Some, some of the people just didn't. Some of them did, but most of them didn't, 
right? And they would call me crazy when I pray. But the funny thing would be about it, I'd always solve it. And so this time, they said, we can do whatever you do. It don't matter if we pray or not. And it was almost like the showdown of Elijah and the daggone uh, uh, people at, at with Jezebel. Now, and I said, okay. It's great to have some days off. I can study. I'm working on my daggone degree, trying to get this specialist down so I can go ahead and get this doctorate. Okay, anything go wrong, I'm in my office reading if you need me. So this young man started harassing his teacher, and they didn't know who it was. He kept on sending these text messages, talking about, I see this and I see that, and, and just saying really provocative stuff. I'm, I'm trying to practice, because you know the kids in here rated PG-2. And uh, so he was sending these crazy messages, you know, some Victoria's Secret type time and stuff. And the lady was getting scared, but she knew it was somebody in the class or somewhere, but she didn't know who. And so then the point came, and the funny thing, that assistant principals and principals never came to get me. But the lady came to me and said, this boy been harassing me for two weeks, and I know I know they call you crazy, but whenever you pray, stuff happens. I need you to get involved with this. I know that they said they can do what you do, but apparently they can't. True story. I might lie to you out there, but I'm in the pulpit. I know it's over there, but it's still the pulpit. I ain't going to lie to you on holy ground. You go outside, I can tell you a whole bunch of lies, and, but, but right now I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> and, and so the lady came, and I, and I went ahead and I prayed about it, and God told me that morning, he said, the person that you see first at the school is the one that did it. Now, now, you know, I said, the first person I see, I get up early. Girl, I got up at 5 in the morning because if I left at 7, if I left at 7.01, I mean, you know how cartoons are. If I left at 7, I'm good. 6.59, I'm good. If I left at 7.01, I'm stuck in traffic for a minute because Panola Road is just jacked up at that time. Can't nobody get there. It's only one way to turn. And if you go on the second lane, a cop's in there just to get you a ticket, hold up traffic. Just, just, I hate the government. And, and, and they, they just, 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 I don't know, that's another sermon. I don't like them. So anyway, I ain't never get a ticket. But I felt bad for everybody else that was getting one because I knew, I'm like, I'm just going to be late. I ain't paying no ticket and be late because either way you're going to be late trying to get it. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. So sometimes I just get sidetracked in my story. So I'm back to the story. That was a word from my sponsor. So I get, I'm trying to find my keys. I can't find my keys. Digging garbage, I'm looking for my keys. Just like Baltimore was looking for the Super Bowl. I was looking for him. I couldn't find it. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't find my keys. I stuck there. And I found my keys at 9 o'clock. Had to let them know I'm going to be late. Drive, get to the school. Uh, probably a little late. I think I ain't leave like 10. I got there at 11 o'clock. I get there. Nobody there. And I'm in my car, and I ain't see nobody. I look up, and this smart kid, this soccer-playing kid, this kid that was there, and I saw him, and God said, it's him. Now, this kid is a remarkable student. This kid is the model subject. This kid looks like me, so I really don't want to sit him down the street because he's my color, and he's at this white place. And I'm like, oh, my God. God said, it's him. I said, hey, man, I need to talk to you about something. The crazy thing was, if I would have got there earlier, who I would have saw first? I don't know, because if I would have got there on time, all the buses there, all the kids out there, 
All the bus drivers out there, all the people on duty out there, because everybody I would have seen, I wouldn't have even know who I saw first, who I saw first. God, when God puts you in a situation and you don't quite understand what's going on, don't worry about it. He's in control because when you pray to him and he tells you something, he told me exactly like he told this servant. The servant said, God, if she draw water and say for me and say, do your camels need it too? Then that's the person. He laid out the parameters and God told me the first person you see tomorrow is the one that did it. I called him and everybody called me crazy. They were man. It was like crazy TV. They wanted to have my job. Why are you calling him in? Because he did it. How you know? Because God told me. We get in there and he starts writing. He writes just like he was writing the text message because he'd say you instead of Y-O-U he wrote you. You know what I'm saying? Instead of this, he liked the short words, wrote this statement just like he was writing on the email. I was like, this dude must be a great soccer player because this don't make no sense. The way he writes, somebody giving him some grace. <laughs> ain't no way in the world. You writing you for you. Now, I text it, but I ain't going to write it. I might text you how you doing, but I ain't going to write how you doing. I'm alright. How why are you doing? You understand? So anyway, long story short, called the police in and, and uh, the, 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 the um see that's why I like in Atlanta. They you, you know your police don't belong to the city, so you can call your police there and don't become a city thing. It's a school thing. That's why I don't like the way it's set up here because that's definitely the pipe way to, to to prison because you got the outside police dealing with stuff in the school, but we have our own police department. So I called them in there. I said now if they trace this text and your email, and it go to your house, and you lie to me right now, you going to go back to the school on the south side. He said, it went him. Traced it, went back, it was him. What am I trying to tell you? When God tells you something specifically, it's going to happen the way he specifically told you it's going to happen. And because I worshiped him before I left, I, I remember telling you something. I was mad about my keys, but Lord have mercy, the Holy Spirit took over me. Because normally if I can't find my keys, I don't say hallelujah. But I was praising God because I knew whatever was going on, I needed to be in right standing with him. I needed to be aligned with him. And everything happened the way God said it would happen. My God, can I tell you something? That's why you need some Holy Ghost field teachers and administrators in the building because God will show you before it even happens. Remember one time this boy, I said, hey, man, stop doing what you're doing. He said, what you mean? I said, I don't know what I'm talking about, but you know. And I told him the day before. And the next day, the police came into the school saying, man, they chased somebody in the building because somebody had stole somebody's car. And I said, I know who it is. <laughs> It's him right here. And the cop said, it ain't him. I said, whatever. Go get the driver. <clears throat> I mean, go get the person. The man ran in the building. Right after, it's him. It's him. The cop was like, how did you know that? I said, if I told you, you probably wouldn't believe it. But I prayed up. I told this young man yesterday, whatever he doing to stop doing it, I didn't know what it was. But God told me to tell him to stop. Then we reach in the pocket. He go to the keys. You know what he said? These ain't need my pants. 
are they? And how did they get on you? Man, he didn't eat my pants. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, when you prayed up, it don't matter if you're a preacher, it doesn't matter if you're a teacher, it doesn't matter if you're a cop, God is going to order your steps in his word and he'll let you know what's going on. Nobody will be able to blindside you. God will take you to a whole nother level in your life. Ooh. Glasses hurting you, boy. Did I already say it? My fault. You can't be afraid to discuss your worship. <laughs> My fault, brother PowerPoint, sister PowerPoint. You can't be afraid to discuss your worship. You got to let them know what's up. Let them know what happened. I did say it. I did say it. I remember I did say it in the beginning. But how do you discuss? You gotta, can't be scared to discuss it. You got to let them know what's up. Tell them the story. Tell them how God got you over. Give them your testimony. Let them know how God brought you out of the situation that you were stuck in because they may be stuck themselves. Remember when we were talking about wealth, we began to say the testimony, those who testify, is the prophecy of the Holy Spirit in Revelation. It's a prophecy of Jesus because when I testify and let you know what happened in my life, it's a testimony and a prophecy to you that it can happen in your life. If God could show me exactly what's going on at my job, he can show you exactly what's going on at your job. Can I tell you something? Even when people think they blindsided me, they ain't never blindsided me because God already shows me. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't understand what I'm saying. Y'all gotta understand, I would never get caught off guard because God has my back, and I pray to him all the time. It's funny. I'm, I'm trying to, not to go where I'm, I feel like I'm going, but, but the funny thing, even with the election, didn't nothing blindside me. I saw it coming. When they asked me certain questions, I saw it coming. I sat here and looked at the opponent sitting right here. My spirit was vexed the whole time. It knew it was a conspiracy, conspiracy going against me. I knew what was going on. Didn't know exactly what was going on, but I knew the enemy was coming for me. But I do know that I don't care what, oh, y'all don't hear me. Just, can I tell y'all something? When you're obedient to God, it doesn't mean you're doing everything he wants you to do. Y'all don't hear me. It doesn't mean that you're doing every, everything he wants you to do. It doesn't mean everything you, that he wants you to do, you're going to like. I ain't never want to run. I hate talking to people. I talk to y'all because y'all my members, and I love it. I lie at that time. I don't. I don't like talking to everybody. <laughs> you know it. But now I, I, I'm better at it because I was knocking on doors and talking to people and God stretched me. Come on, somebody. I met them out. The watch party. People wanted to call it a victory. I said, no, I don't call it a victory party. God won't let me call it. Don't call this victory nothing. And then when I woke up that morning and I, that, that night I was getting ready to go, I had, boy, I ain't wore this stuff yet. I might wear it for my birthday. I had this fresh outfit. And, and then God said, you know you ain't going to win. And I took it off. What I'm going to wear all this stuff for, ain't I'm going to lose. I'm in the way. You know how black folk are. We want y'all to see us when we fresh. I ain't fresh today, but I'm just letting you know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so God said, you're not going to win. And I said, you could have told me that two months ago. Clearly, he told me. I went to the thing. People said, why are you looking like that? I was like, because I ain't going to win. 
and they said, you got to have faith. Girl, boy, man, woman, it ain't got nothing to do with faith. It got to do what God told me. And because I commune with him and I talk to him, he never going to let me get blindsided. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I already was sad looking when I went in there. But I wasn't sad because I didn't want to run no way. But I still was mad because I lost because I hate losing. But I didn't want it. But at the same time, I didn't want to lose. Come on, somebody. But because I knew who God was, he had already let me know what the outcome was going to be. He just wanted to stretch me. I wish he would have told me that while I was knocking on them doors. I wish he would have told me that in the beginning. But can I tell you something? God tells you what you need to know when you need to know. You know why? Because eyes have not seen and ears have not heard what God has prepared for you today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, y'all don't understand it. God will open up doors. God's who shunned it about. When you're obedient to God today, I had the honor of praying on the national prayer call with all the pastors that Bishop John Gunn is over. He he texted me and we talked about it and he said he wanted me to, to, to do it. So I, I, I preached this morning a small sermonette to those pastors. But, but the funny thing about it is normally talking to people one-on-one, I'd be real nervous even on the phone, but because God had me knocking on doors of strangers and having to say, I'm Willie Maxwell, will you vote for me? Because God has stretched me and put me in a place that was unstable to me. Then I was able to serve him better in the king. Y'all don't hear me. You don't hear oh, I'm trying to let you know God is about to take you to some places that you're uncomfortable with. The servant kept asking questions because he was doing something that he had never done before. His master trusted him to go talk to another master. A servant was going to talk to the master of a whole household to find the queen for his for his son, to find the wife for his son. He didn't know the area. He didn't know the people. He was leaving an area where he was in to go back to the homeland where he had never been before. So he asked a whole bunch of questions and he said, God, if you want it to happen, show it to me like this. If this is your will, let it happen like that. See, God, see, faith is walking even when you don't see. See, the reason why the devil don't like when you walk by faith is because the devil can only play with your mind. He can only play with your thoughts. But when you don't even know why God has you going, where God has you going, he can't play with your mind because you don't know what you're doing. Because his thoughts are not your thoughts. His ways are not your ways. And my God will lead me and order my steps in his word, not mine, in his word. Not yours, in his words. Not your mama's, in his words. Not your wife, in his words. Oh my God, why I'm so happy. You gotta be able to worship him. 
can't be afraid to tell people. It, sometimes even when I tell the story, I know some folk don't believe me. I don't care if they believe me or not. I don't care, but I know somebody going to believe me. And I know somebody's life going to be changed because they're going to say if they could do it for Maxwell with his crazy, unorthodox, educated, yet ignorant acting self, I know he can do it for me. Ooh, shoot, if I could say, I say if he did it for you, I know he could do it for me. Ooh, somebody need to understand that you got to talk about it because the more you talk about it, it'll build your faith up for the next thing you're going to. When you begin to talk about how good God did you, even though you're trying to help somebody else, it'll get in your mind how you made it through the last time. And now your mind will begin to align with the mind of Christ because truth be told, your spirit ain't holding you back. It's your mind. Renew your mind. Make it the mind of Christ. Christ knows that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Christ already knows that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Christ already knows even when your enemy comes at you like a flood, they will not overtake you. Christ already knows that God sticks closer to you than any brother, even closer than your mother. Christ already knows that by, your, by his stripes, you're already healed. And when you begin to think like Christ... I don't care if people believe you or not. I, what I love about Jesus, when they blamed him, he ain't say nothing. They said he ain't say a mumbling word, didn't say nothing. Didn't even mumble. You know, we'll, sometimes we'll say something. He ain't say nothing. Thank you, brother. He ain't say nothing at all. Let me go ahead and get out of here. Uh, let me read verses. 49 through 52. I added a couple. I'm on there. Um, I'm on number three, but I ain't got there. Now, if you will show kindness and faithfulness to my master, tell me. And if not, tell me. Like, keep it 100. Tell me what you're going to do. If you ain't going to do it, don't worry about it. I'm going to take this off. I'm scared I'm going to trip over these shoestrings. I don't want to be on YouTube for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I would say that pastor took his shoes off. I don't want to hear that pastor fail. You saw that? This a better mean. This holy ground anyway. Let me walk. My feet clean. My socks clean. Laban and uh, Bethuel answered, this is from the Lord. We can say nothing to you one way or the other. Here is Rebecca. Take her and go and let her come become the wife of your master's son as the Lord has directed. Mm -mm -mm. And when Abraham's servant heard what they said, he bowed down to the ground before the Lord. Come on, somebody. True worshiper can't be afraid to display their worship. He didn't care how ignorant he looked. He didn't care how crazy he looked. When they told him that you can have her, take him to your master, he didn't want to go home and not bring back what what his master has sent him to get. He didn't want to go back and not go and go back empty-handed because, oh, y'all don't hear me. He said, you know what? Hallelujah, Jesus. 
I don't know about you, but every now and then when God give me something, I just got to say, hallelujah, Jesus. I don't know about you, but every now and then I just got to shout and don't care where I am. I hate sometimes, sometimes I used to hate when I'd be at a restaurant and, I'm just, and the spirit just be on me. Now I don't even care. If somebody say they need me to pray for them right then and pray for me, and I know they're thinking they're going to leave, I pray for them right there in the middle of what's going on. On the plane, a lady was suicidal because they wouldn't let her see the dead body of her father. They had already closed the casket, and I said, it doesn't matter. They may do it for you when you get there. They may just be upset. I prayed for her right there on the plane, and I looked around because I was so loud. I was a Baptist preacher. We had been delayed, and you know, they and everybody had a few communion cups over there because we were delayed over there in the first class, and I prayed for the lady. I looked around. Everybody was crying, and the white man said, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. You just pray anyway. Can you pray for me? And I began to pray for two and three people on the plane. Why? Because I don't care. You better understand that I know why I can write loans for houses out of my own pocket. Because it was nothing but God. I know that it's the only reason I can sell a lot of houses. It's because it's God. I know the only reason New Beach Grove survived when other churches went down is because it was God. I know the reason even in the pandemic the, uh, the, the tide and offering did never go down. And even though we didn't qualify because we didn't have a decrease in our, uh, in our time, we still were able to get the money from the PPP. Why? Because God's favor ain't fair. Bookkeepers and people said it can't be done. The books don't line up. I said submit it anyway because when you submit it, God shall make the increase. It don't matter we qualify or not. In fact, God has given me stuff when I wasn't qualified enough. Now you're telling me my bank account at the church look better so it's disqualified because it's overly qualified. No, I can't hear that, baby, because if he gave me something that I wasn't even qualified to get, he'll give me whatever I'm overqualified for. And the man said, you can still have the money. Somebody better watch out. In the midst of the pandemic, the bank called us, and she said, "We, I submitted an application for y'all, and I asked for y'all to get three months off on your mortgage. And so you ain't got to pay three months. And like other people got to pay the three months on the back end, you ain't got to pay it at all. That ain't nothing but God. That's why I just shout. That's why I just scream. Sometimes pastors ask me, how did you make it through the pandemic? And when they ask me, even when it's Bishop Guns, when they ask me, even if it's Bishop Paul Morton, and when they ask me, even if it's Dr. E. Dewey Smith, I gotta shout first because I know that it was nothing about me. It was the favor of God. Hey! He who began a good work in you, he shall finish it. I don't have to finish it if I get out the starting blocks because he already started it. If I keep on walking, 
even if it's an obstacle course, even if people in my way, he'll still make me through because he's the author and the finisher, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. And when he started, he will finish it. Hey, I display it. I discuss it. I discharge it because his weapon are not carnal, but a spiritual. For the casting out of strongholds in vain imaginations and anything that exalted itself against the armies of the living God. But let me rewind it. I started in my mind where I was. But I need you to know this, your weapons are not carnal. You don't need to use your hands. You ain't got to take your earrings off. You ain't got to loosen your tie because your weapons are not carnal, but are spiritual. Hey, and mighty of God for the casting down and pulling down strongholds from principalities and high places. Why? Because God has anointed you. Don't worry about fighting. Hold up holy hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Hey, I thank you. I praise you. I exalt you. I thank you. I praise you. I exalt you. I magnify you. Because I know that you began the work. And I know that you will finish it. Hey, it's over. It's over. It's over. Tell the devil the fat lady has sang. It's over. You can't stop me. I win. I'm the victor. I'm more than an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror because my God has given me his weapons. I can pray. I can praise. I can worship and I will destroy the devil because my weapons are mighty. They mighty. He can't stop it. He can't stop it. He can't stop it. The joke's on you, devil. You can't stop it. You can't stop it. Get get behind me, Satan. You you can't stop it. You you sent Jesus to the cross and you couldn't even defeat him when he was dead. You, You can't stop it. And the same power that raised my Jesus from the dead. It's the same power that'll quicken your body. The same power that gave Samson strength to knock down the temple. It's the same power that God has in you. The same power that 
took Jesus off the cross, raised him on the third day. It's the same power that's in you, the same power that raised Lazarus from the dead on the fourth day, had him walk out the tomb. It's the same power that worked in you, the same power that gave Noah, an alcoholic, the understanding how to build an ark. It ain't rain, ain't never been seen before. It's the same power that works in you. The same power that called Ezekiel to speak to the dry bones and make them get up. It's the same power that works in you. The same power that called Moses and raised his staff and caused the Red Sea to split. It's the same power that works in you. The same power that Gideon had to kill 135,000 Philistines with 300 men in the same power that works in you. The same power that gave David the strength to kill a giant who had killed thousands of men before. It's the same power that works in you. What power am I talking about? I'm talking about the paraclete. I'm talking about the advocate. I'm talking about the comforter. I'm talking about the helper. I'm talking about your best friend. I'm talking about something that'll lead you into all truth. Even when you're trying to take yourself to hell. David said, even if I make my bed in hell, my God is still with me. What power am I talking about? I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is in you. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You got the power. You have the power. Nobody can stop you. Hallelujah. Jesus. 